Everyone, welcome to this week's edition of Pixel Radio Commentary. I'm this time Evelyn. With no Carlo. <laughs> As we interrupt Evelyn. Oh, sorry about that. I, I'm, I'm still Evelyn. <laughs> sorry about that. Yes, you are still Evelyn. I'm still Zach. I'm Christine. Yeah, yeah. Carlo is traveling for work. Carlo is in China right now, so mm-hmm. good for him there. But uh, you know, that's probably pretty fortunate because he has a switch. Yeah, that is very <laughs> fortunate for him. And also, you know, we're just talking. There's not a whole ton to talk about in video games this no, week. No, January's always sort of a slow time. Yep, despite the, the continuing rumors of a new Nintendo Direct, there was basically only the... There, there was a Mini Direct. There was the Mini Direct. Which is still a Direct. <laughs> and then there was, of course, you know, the... Labo. 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 <laughs> Lebo. Yes. Labo. <laughs> where, where Nintendo decides to do the... You know, everyone goes right in the game industry and Nintendo goes left. See, I'm pretty (laughs) sure what happened is that Nintendo thought or heard us us and everyone else talking about how (laughs) everyone is making boatloads of money on loot boxes and completely misunderstood that. (laughs) (laughs) You mean physical boxes? Okay. (laughs) We can do that. Uh, So what have you guys been playing these days? I've been not gaming very much lately. I'm all all books, no games. Yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> I think that makes sense. Oh. Um, the, the last thing that I started to play was Night in the Woods, which I think we <gasps> talked about yeah. before. Uh, At least and I've made it. about 15 minutes of progress into that game. So <laughs> <laughs> It only takes like six hours to play. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a new game. I mean, well, not new game. I've been basically playing Shovel Knight for the first time because I never actually played it before. Ah. Uh, and, you know, it's on the Switch. I was like, eh, I'll see what all the hype is about. I'm not far enough into it to really say whether the hype is justified or not, but I'm enjoying it. It's a fun little old school game. Fair. Like, yeah, I feel like at this point, pretty much all I do is, like, hype the Switch and Nintendo. Um, <laughs> you know, that's my style. So um, I've been playing pokemon moon just regular moon because i uh was participating in a tournament with some college friends for uh playing pokemon and i i suck at that but you know i had to prep a team and i tried really hard to prep a team well and uh as you may or may not know pokemon training for competition is really freaking intense (laughs) you have to care about so many tiny things and it (laughs) takes so much time you're like dang it can't i just get these things off the bat have any of you guys ever done the pokemon card tournaments or no when i was a little little kid when i was a little kid i never (laughs) did like a formal tournament but i did play the actual pokemon card game (laughs) uh and pretty much every card game I was into those for a while. Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic! Yeah. (laughs) All that good stuff. Yeah, I never... It's funny, I used to be into a lot of different collection things. Like, I did Pokemon, never did Magic, never did Yu-Gi-Oh! But, like, Pokemon, and then pretty much right into things like Warhammer, uh, you know, the figurine collecting. But I've never played any of the like tabletop games that surround that collection. Oh, you just, just, you just want the stuff. (laughs) Uh, Basically that was, I guess what it was. It was like a little kid hoarder where I just like (laughs) pick up everything and then just say, all right, that's good. I have put it together in the case of the figures I've painted them. uh, And then that's it. Yeah. And then I I stopped one day. 
specifically with Warhammer because I decided, you know what? I'd like to have a girlfriend at some point in time. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe some income. Yes, that I can too. use for other things. Those things are fucking expensive. Yeah. My, my brother plays Warhammer and got like married like a decade ago. All right, so, good, good yeah. for him. Actually, I'm not... they got together a decade ago. I'm lying. But... I'm not saying you can't, but certainly... In... It's an inhibitor when you're in high school. That's oh, for sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Very much an inhibitor in high school. And yeah, you... Um, to, to, you know, to those who play out there, there's still a soft spot in my heart for all of it. But, you know, it, it, it eighth grade me was like, yeah, I should Maybe probably <laughs> no. I should probably do something else with my money. Yeah. When I was in college, I got pretty into magic. And then I looked at this, the array of my hobbies and the fact that I was a college student. And I was like, you know what? I need to not play magic ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so fun, so interesting, but it's very, very money intensive. It is. And it like, is very money. Yeah, the original can... pay to win game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, at least you can do drafts, but that still costs like 10 or 15 bucks. Yeah, but I mean, if you want to play competitively, you can't play that way. You have to no, buy cards. <laughs> for sure. And yeah. it's expensive. Makes you feel at uh... least a little bit better about like, if you wanted to go into competitive gaming, which none of us are good enough to do, we all <laughs> suck at games. We do. Uh, but if you wanted to, at least the the entry cost is a bit lower. I mean, like, it's not for going to tournaments and stuff, but basically in order to practice and get good at a game and feel like, like, basically the only thing you need in addition to the skill is the console and the controller. Yeah. Well, and that's only really true for console gaming. For PC well, for gaming, PC, you can yeah, spend as PC, much money as you yeah, want to spend. That is true. <laughs> for PC, I guess that's really fair. And there's not a whole ton of console games that are competitive, so basically just think about fighting games. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess that is the other point, is for competitive PC gaming, uh, it's probably just as much, if not more, than Magic to get a, a good gaming console. Or yeah. got, oh, yeah. good gaming PC. Yeah, got you need to update all the time. Yep, got to get that new video card pretty much constantly. Yeah, I should just ask my friend how he, since at one point he was a professional magic player, and now he designs. So I should ask him how he got to that <laughs> point. Practice and... Uh, really loving something and being just really good at games and yeah. thinking. Yeah. I'm I'm a little sad, on the, sort of going back a bit to what we've been playing, my Xbox 360 that I've had for, basically since it came out, is finally on its last leg, no. so... You know, it didn't red ring earlier. I had a red ring within the first three months while I was playing Oblivion. Uh, um, Oblivion was a console killer. It really <laughs> was. So yeah, the, I, it was literally just like, oh, I'm doing my thing, and then it was just, oh, it stopped. <laughs> I wonder what happens, and then just like all four rings, just like, all right, your Xbox is done. But then I got this, uh, this little guy, a little one of the refurbished ones, mm -hmm. and yeah, it has been chugging along pretty solidly for basically since it came out but it's uh it's slowly slowly dying it's finally on its last leg so i may have to to hold it a funeral and then get <laughs> get a new <laughs> get a new one of them rest in peace xbox 360 <laughs> you served me well for many years yes really one of the best consoles ever made yeah i, I would agree i mean it, it certainly didn't start that way no. Uh, no. It was one of those where it's like everyone was like, oh, we'll see how this goes. But then after a point, it was like, all right, this is the clear winner of this console generation, which is funny how that happened. Yeah, it's funny how different it is today. Yeah. Comparison. Like, people still love their Xboxes, but I think that we all know that PlayStation is winning the console role. I know. Like, if PlayStation had a 4K 
Blu-ray player, I would instantly buy that. Since I've been looking to get something that can play DVDs <laughs> and Blu-rays, I want to play PlayStation games. But yeah, it, it's it's also funny because it, because the console market is so much bigger than it used to be that it seems like people don't care as much about who's winning the console battle. Like the yeah. only thing that really mattered, like. Not matter, but the only thing that people could universally agree on with the last console generation, quote unquote, is that the Wii U did not win the console <laughs> war. <laughs> yes. Though, I mean, the Switch is doing really well. Yeah. As the, I continue to fangirl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Switch is massively successful, but it's it's there's also, like, not really as much of a hard line in terms of console generation as there used to be. Yeah, yeah. I know that both Xbox and PlayStation want to do away with that whole concept and just keep having iterative better and better designs every two years or so they're trying to do the same thing that we do with cell phones which is interesting yeah which is not necessarily a bad idea it works no. out great for for the iphone just plus keep the, getting a bigger and better iphone but plus these consoles are cheaper than a iphone <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true boy, that and is, kind of sad that is very yeah. sad but you know that is uh that is the nature of the world we live in today <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, it seems like just because the console market's a little bit bigger or because there's not as much of a hard line in terms of consoles or people are just getting all of them anyway, uh, which, you know, I haven't done, but it seems like a lot of people do that where they just kind of, they have multiple consoles anyway. Yeah. There isn't as much of like, oh, these guys won the console wars this time. Oh, these guys won the console wars this time. It's just kind of like, well, you know. Yeah, and I think the increasing popularity of PC gaming also has an impact on that. That's true. That's For true. Sure. When it was Xbox 360, I didn't really know anybody who had a gaming PC. Like, that wasn't a thing, really, back then. Well, Steam did amazing things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Steam basically, whew, that, that also kind of took things over to the point that Valve, like, doesn't make games anymore. And why should they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're making plenty of money without it. Plenty of money. Ugh. Which makes me sad, because we'll, you know... Half-Life 3, not confirmed. Um, <laughs> never confirmed. I think that there's a whole genre of games like Half-Life 3 that will never get made because the people, like the, the developers, are realistic and know that they whatever they make, mm -hmm. everyone will hate it. Yeah. No matter what. It's true. Or, yeah, I, I thought you were going to go with they're making too much money off of something no. else. Like, uh, also that. There but, was a... Yeah. The like, guys... there will never be a Portal 3. True, it could never will. never live up. There will never be a Half-Life 3. Lots yeah. of games that just, like, we'd love a sequel, but there will never be a sequel. But there will never, never. happen, and it makes me very sad. Yeah, I was. I thought you were going to go with, like, because the, the guys who made Fortnite uh, had, like, a whole bunch of other games that they were making, and then once Fortnite came out with its uh, Battle, Battle, Royale. Battle Royale mode, they basically were just like, well, this is making a lot of money. We're going to forget about every other game that we're making right now. I really don't understand how that game is making money. You know, I don't know anyone who's playing it. I, I actually started playing it. Uh, really? It's free. Uh. Yeah, it, it's free. There are still stuff in it. And, and apparently it's really popular with like younger audiences oh, I because it's that. not as bloody as PUBG. <laughs> not video game violence. So, so, yeah. so also like for instance for me, like I definitely like care about like graphics when i play games and so i was really turned off by like how uh you know janky just, yeah how yeah. janky also how intensive it is on your system despite how janky it yeah. is. yeah it's an i mean they're really improving it a yeah lot, it's definitely still a pretty ugly from, like, game negative 50 it's a yeah. pretty ugly game too. i mean 
Yeah, and like it, I also it's have, fun, but it is it's not very pretty. Yeah, I have like similar issues with like Factoria. Like it's kind of interesting, but at the same time though, it's really hard for me to get into it because <laughs> I just can't like the graphics bother me. And I know they're doing an upgrade, but um. No, I think the main thing I like about Fortnite, even though they're blatantly ripping off PUBG, is that it's colorful and bright, and that's pretty much why I loved TF2 back in the day. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that that helps. Plus, the building mechanics actually are kind of surprisingly interesting to play with. But Yeah, that's definitely the one <clears throat> thing that I think Fortnite has that PUBG doesn't have, is the building thing. It's cool. Yeah. You can, like, build up to something or, like, barricade a door. Yep, and then you start chewing down the stairs when they have nothing else attached <laughs> to it, and then they die and fall to their death. Totally didn't happen to me. Totally not. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting idea where they're trying to basically be like, all right, we're going to make something that is PUBG mixed with Minecraft, which is not a bad business strategy. No, it's but not. Even so, it's sort of, you can tell that there was a board meeting <laughs> where that was pitched. That was specifically like, this is what we're going to do. And then they did. Yeah. And it seems to be quite successful for them. Yeah, for sure. But there's a lot of things that PUBG has that uh, Fortnite doesn't have that I think are some of the things that make PUBG the most interesting. Like all of the stuff that you put on your guns. Yes. Mm -hmm. And like how your loadout is so significant in that game. And in Fortnite, you just pick a gun up and that's it. Like there's mm -hmm. no... like. There's not as much like inventory or like customization or inventory management in the way that yeah. really matters. Like, which is nice for a casual player like it, me. Very yeah. much so, uh, and you know it's. But that's what makes it a game that I love to watch people play. That's like people that's who know how to play PUBG and they're like, oh, I'm gonna do this, this, and this. I love watching that. Especially Fortnite, really boring game to watch. Especially, <laughs> especially if it's like a team PUBG game that yes. it makes it really interesting to watch the people talk about like. All right, how am I going to manage my inventory and yes. your inventory? What are we going to try and like optimize around? Are you going to be like long range? Am I going to be like shotgun close range? How are we going to like put this together? And I I can I guess be both, but I want to make sure that we as a team are good enough for all of these different things. So we should try and optimize both of our loadouts instead of just yeah, you know, it's mine. cool. It's a cool game. They're all cool games. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, so we mentioned it briefly, but I want to spend a little bit more time talking about it. So, As our only major topic, really. Today. Yeah, because not much <laughs> has really happened in the world of games, surprisingly. There hasn't been any announcements. There hasn't been any hasn't been any anything really going on. Nothing's really come out. It's still that kind of slow period where everyone's just kind of like dealing with their Christmas hangovers or their <laughs> New Year's hangovers, such as it were. Uh, and yeah, there's not a whole lot of not a whole lot of games to talk about right now. Of course, you know, Carlo would probably like disagree and go off on us. Yeah, about he, all he's the... going to listen to this and be like, "God damn it, don't you know about all this stuff? <laughs> don't you know about Persona 64D or whatever?" <laughs> uh, or you know, he'd probably just talk about Nier for it... another twenty minutes. <laughs> what did they even announce the heart. mini direct? Was it like a new dragon or the remastered something came oh, out? Oh, they did. They announced the uh, Dark Souls on the Switch. That's which it. Was, that was the like big one. Yeah, that's, and I couldn't even remember that as Dark Souls. So There are yeah. a couple of other games that they announced, but Dark Souls was definitely the big one. Yeah, there was yeah. a few remastered of uh, some RPGs mm -hmm. that uh, looked kind of interesting. There was some, not really, but the fact that it was weird because there wasn't any announcements about like, you know, the new Yoshi game that's going to be coming out because we still don't know shit about that. There wasn't yeah. anything about Metroid Prime, which everyone is like, dude, it's Metroid Prime. This is like one of your big things. You've we announced need... it. Tell us more. We need to know more, but they just kind of didn't. 
and you know i'm not saying it was an underwhelming thing it was like 10 minutes long that's not really a a direct in the first place but yeah well i know for instance for um kind of off topic but for a concerned ape of stardew valley fame you know the person who Mm -hmm. made it all by himself he's working on something else too like a solo project and he's mentioned that but he's like i'm literally not going to tell you anything else because it's like too early on yeah so i'm just going to like let you know yes i'm working on something uh i'm not going to tell you until we're much further along so yeah which i as we mentioned i think we're going to see a lot more of yeah uh but yeah let's talk about labo 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 Lab, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like I want to, because it's a Japanese company, I always want to be like Labo or like, you know, try to pronounce it kind of like more like consonant, constant. But yeah, I think it might be Labo, but I don't know. It didn't say in their commercial yeah. how it's pronounced. <laughs> Ugh, that's such a Nintendo thing to do too, is we're going to release something with a super weird name and then <laughs> not tell you how to pronounce it. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> much it. Um, yeah, but it's, so they have two different versions. Uh, so I guess for those who haven't seen it yet, basically Labo. Yeah, let's do the dad explanation. Yes, Labo is um, Nintendo's new game that's going to be for the Switch. Um, and the hardcore thing about it is that they have a bunch of these cardboard toys that you end up constructing ahead of time, and then you can interact with the software that comes with the game in order to play with it. So there's um, two different types. You have like a basic thing where you'd have like fishing games and um, like a piano toy you can play with and like this like jitter electric bug. And then you also have robots that um, basically how they have the cardboard robots set up is you have like a backpack and your controller and you have a tiny robot and then you apparently move the, the robot with your, your backpack thing. <laughs> and it looks really interesting. It does look interesting it's classic nintendo weird is what it is it's just like what the hell are you guys doing there i mean it's weird that it looks like the wii sports but for the switch yeah because it's like a collection of mini games but all it's like showing off all the weird things you can do and all the cool things like one two switch was kind of that so Which they should have included. They in. really should have included it with the Switch. That would have been much smarter of them. I'm not, I'm not paying 50 bucks for that. No, there's no way. <laughs> I mean, if I was going to pay like 15, okay, sure. Then f- like maybe I'd do that just for some fun parties. But there is like absolutely no reason for me to spend 50 bucks on what's effectively a tech demo. Yeah. However, I am totally paying the... What I think 70. It's seventy for the base version of <laughs> yeah for the basic all around version for that. Um, I'm very excited for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it definitely seems like some very interesting stuff about like how powerful the Joy-Con is in a lot of ways. Like yeah, since when they first were doing that, you know, they were doing the demos where it's like oh you could feel as if there's like ice like you know being like through this cup and like you're holding the cup or whatever. But this kind of really like shows how impressive it can be. Like if it can actually like you know, have a subject replicates you moving a pian- or, you know, playing a piano or moving a robot with this, like, the controllers, it, that'd be really cool. And that opens up so much. <laughs> yeah, my suspicion with the piano is that when you put it in the little, like, docket for the Joy-Con, mm-hmm. it's actually, like, hitting buttons differently rather than, like, shaking it in such a way. Yeah, well... That but makes it's, sense it's, too. It's not really clear, but that's well, sort of. It, it would make more sense to have it be that way because it's like it, it. But maybe it would would do a combination of both because you know there's different. Like if it can actually tell the difference between you know like 
hitting a key hard yeah. and hitting a key lightly. That would be really interesting. I don't think there is a touch sensitivity on the Switch, but I could be wrong. But, I mean, one thing is, you know, obviously it's, you know, a touch screen that does not require um, heat or, you know, electricity or whatever. For, yeah, like, doesn't require the touch. conductivity. Yes, that is that is the term I needed. <laughs> just kind of like the 3D. Yeah, so they've already played a lot with things that can touch that and, like, interact with that. And this is just kind of taking it to a large scale. But I was kind of impressed with how they were using, for how they were using the Joy-Cons in the sense that they would move these cardboard apparatuses and you'd be able to play with them like a controller, like an RC type thing, only not as intense as that. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, there's a lot of just very interesting stuff. But yeah, there's stuff where it's like, oh yeah, you can almost remote control cars. Yeah. You can, there was the like giant robot like rampage when you have the backpack on game. It's like. This is really this is Wii Sports, right? This is your your yep. cool tech demo. They had the only, only in theory the cardboard accessories aren't as useless. Yeah, because they you're, they actually enable you to do something versus like oh I'm pretending I'm driving a car. Yeah, or hitting something. It's really weird. Yeah, like I, the the fishing one where it's like yeah, I, and I wonder if people are going to be like here, I'm going to try and play these games without the cardboard just to see what happens. You know, we should do a Twitch live stream when it comes out and just, like, oh, that'll <laughs> stream be, us playing with that it. That would be fun. That would be very goofy, but, yeah. That'd I mean, be that'd be fun. kind of wonderful, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it will be and how multiplayer it'll be. I don't know. That's a good question. We could always get two kits and we could have people slowly being construction <laughs> minions. It feels like there's not much of a point to it if it's not very multiplayer. You, you know? can always watch it, though. Yeah, you can watch it, but it's and... still... You know, that was part of the fun with Wii Sports is it was like, all right, I can play baseball against you. Though I guess you, or like for bowling, I guess bowling, Wii Sports bowling was the best part of Wii Sports to me. Like, without a doubt. And you really only needed the one controller for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, oh, and that is very true. And my brain is going off topic, kind of. But not quite. <laughs> it happens. Um, so one thing also that I thought was interesting for this is um, when I was first seeing a lot of the reactions to the people seeing that it was like 70 bucks or 80 bucks, depending on if it's like the robot one, which is 80 or 70 for like the basic kit. They're like, wow, that's really expensive for some cardboard that's just going to get destroyed. And then they forget that there's actually a separate game that actually goes with it. And in theory, like Nintendo in the past has a history of putting on these components on their online store. So you can actually buy them separately. So when you do inevitably destroy it or have your cat scratch them up because cardboard cats. Yep. (laughs) You'll be able to replace it just fine. The real question is how long before we're all 3D printing these things so we don't have to have them in cardboard at all. That is true. true. I think that will be... a big thing for anyone who has a 3d printer they'll immediately be like all right here here is how we put together these things to put make them like yeah more stable yep make them you know fancy plastic instead of i I mean mean, it's just pieces of cardboard modeling those is going to take 13 seconds yeah i mean they give you the models too like they give you the whole sheet with all the diagram and then how to put it together so it's like they've done most of the work for you for 3d printing even just uh laser cut the Cut it out of wood. Yeah, you yeah. could really easily do good. that. Someone's gonna put it online. I just know it. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate because Three I don't. Seconds after it ships. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's a much smaller component than the actual game. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're selling. The cardboard is just, I think, to get people excited and get people started and, and like get a fun people gimmick. get people talking about it because it's like, dude, Nintendo, what, <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing? Nintendo, what are you on? They, I mean, they're just they're Nintendo. It's this. They're all about the whole thing, where it's just like, 
listen, we know what you want. We're not going to give it to you yet. We might give it to you later, but we're also just going to throw really bizarre shit at you constantly. Like, and everyone's still like, all right, fine, fuck it. You're going to sell me a cardboard box for 80 bucks? Sure. Whatever. I trust you. <laughs> yeah, I have a major problem with spending too much money on Nintendo things. Especially <laughs> considering how their rewards program is kind of messed up still. So um, people might know the history of like Club Nintendo, um, how that used to be a thing where you would buy games, you get a code, put the code in, you get coins, and you could retrieve, uh, redeem awesome things. Like used to be physical objects, like there's the golden nunchuck and like the golden like Wiimote that went with it and things like that and then they transitioned it to this new program called my nintendo and turned everything digital and they have it such way there are, the only rewards you get with the things for you buying stuff is like discount codes for games you probably already own <laughs> which is a huge problem though also because these coins expire ah. and they don't have any like n- you know exciting things they're supposed to be putting stuff out for the switch and the Switch, you know, came out in March of last year. And the coin, gold coins expire one year after redemption. Which means there's a lot of people who are going to be losing their gold coins for doing nothing. That's a shame. Mm-hmm. You have a, a pretty sizable Amiibo collection as well, as we have seen. You don't get any uh, coins from that, though. No, you yes. don't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a problem buying stuff. Uh, <laughs> granted, having mm-hmm. seen some other people's Amiibo collections that they've posted on, like, you know... Reddit. Reddit or whatever since I'm like, oh god. See, I could be worse. <laughs> you you certainly could. You could have like hundreds of them. And yes. Instead I only have like fifty. So you so you have dozens. <laughs> That's you know <laughs> respectable. Actually I don't think I have fifty, but yeah, I definitely have dozens. Yeah. I just have my one link amiibo that I've only used a couple times. <laughs> They're yeah. mostly for show. The amiibo thing is pretty crazy. People have a lot of those things and spend a lot of money on them. I've yeah, never been they're a like thirteen to bucks stuff each for the sake of collecting it. There's the uh, um, which one is what? Books. There's oh. the like the golden Mario one that's supposedly super rare, but then there's also mm-hmm. like I remember reading an article like I don't know a couple months ago about a Mega Man amiibo, like a super rare Mega Man amiibo that only comes with a very specific game for the 3DS. I mean, there are definitely some amiibos that came out in packages. Uh, most of those end up being released again later, um, but it depends. Like, yeah, for instance, uh, there's this really nice um, Midna, like Wolf Link and Midna amiibo for Twilight Princess that I pretty much only got because I bought the special edition for mm. Twilight Princess for the Wii. Fair enough. Yeah, it, that's, I mean, we joke about Labo being, Labo being Nintendo's equivalent of loot boxes, but Amiibos are really Nintendo's equivalent of loot boxes. But, and, no, they're, they're Nintendo's equivalent to uh, GTA Online being able to buy your car that, because you know what you're getting. You, that's true. You do have, well, there is some element of gambling a bit, depending on which game you're using the Amiibo in. Uh, like Breath of the Wild, you have a chance of getting stuff, but you can also use it. Like, when you have the Amiibo, you can use it... Every day. At once a day. Yeah. So. But uh, you still don't know what you're going to get in your drop, so... No, but it's... I mean, you've only ever... Even so, for Breath of the Wild, it's a single-player game, so who cares? Yeah, plus it's like a one-time payment, in a sense. Yeah. And one nice thing that Nintendo has done... Because there's a lot of Amiibos that aren't directly correlated to uh, a lot of games. 
um, is pretty much whenever you have an amiibo that's not from the specific game or franchise, they usually still do something else. It's just not quite as awesome as like the the amiibo specifically for that game. Yeah, and you know some of them like I have the Smash Brothers Link amiibo that does the same thing every time in Breath of the Wild. It makes a Epona show up. Well, so. only the first time. Well, fair enough, but still. <laughs> Yeah, I guess once she dies, there's <laughs> that's unfortunate you, you, for you. You go to the horse god. Well, you also have a random chance of being able to generate her again, but it's really low after that. Mm. I, I researched that a lot because I lost a Pona the first time I generated oh, her. Oh, no, that's and so unfortunate. so I was freaking out, yeah. Uh, on the subject of funny horse stories, there was a, the first horse I had in Breath of the Wild uh, <laughs> fell off a cliff, oh. survived, because uh, he landed in water, but then there was basically, like, just kind of him floating down the river, and there wasn't much I could do about it. It's like, because the, the shores of the canyon were, like, too too tall for him to get out of, so I was just, like, watching this horse swim down the river and being, like, asshole. <laughs> uh, and then it, it got to the point where it was, like, yeah, he was just, like, stuck on one little outcropping and I couldn't get him to go up because it was too steep and I couldn't get him to go down because it was into the water so I was like bye horse <sighs> alright well you can you can recall them though if you go to a, a stable. stable yeah but that takes the fun out yeah it's not I, but it was like well I wouldn't be able to like this horse is just kind of like out in the wild otherwise so yeah yeah, that's my funny horse story is accidentally running a horse off a cliff. It's all very Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The things you can that can happen with horses in that game. Yeah. Use horses to like basically be mountain goats along the sides of a mountain. Yeah. I, I actually haven't played Skyrim. <laughs> well, you could because it's on the Switch. I know. <laughs> the one way I play like major PC games. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it's funny. Skyrim is one of those games where every time I'm like, you know what? I should play some Skyrim. I go nuts on playing it for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then when I don't pick it up and play it for a bit, I have no interest in picking it up. It's like when mm-hmm. I'm, when I've been playing it for a while, then I'm like, oh my God, I need to be, I can't wait to play more Skyrim. And then once I've not played it for like uh, even, you know, a week or two, I'm like, uh, nah, not interested. The addiction is actively being fed. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Uh, yeah. What's uh? Hmm. What else can we talk about? <laughs> you come up with an idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been slow. It's been, games, it's been for news. It's been noticeably slow. I mean, basically, the only news has all been. You know, of the political variety, which is all yes. making us, you know, yeah. sad. Yeah. And well, one thing that is a little bit interesting that I was reading an article about, and I'm not going to be able to go into details on it because I basically read the headline in the first two lines of the article and then I got distracted. But <laughs> um, Nvidia is directing uh, retailers to try and only sell their graphics cards to gamers. I did hear that. Yeah. Crypto miners. Yeah. They're price gouging the graphics cards so badly. I did hear about that. I didn't read anything. I I don't, again, I don't think I read anything beyond the headline, but yeah, that was really interesting. That, like, they're like, okay. Crypto folks, like, let me play my video games. (laughs) Yeah, they're basically, they're just like, hey, Bitcoin miners, Bitcoin, whatever, blockchain enthusiasts, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, they're like, getting these super high-powered cards, and NVIDIA's like, 
well, damn it, this is supposed to be for gamers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is what we made these cards for. Though at least, like, what, Bitcoin went under 10K? So I think... So at least it's going down, so maybe. But yeah, it'd be nice to be able to get things for what they're intended to do. Not yeah. that things shouldn't <laughs> be used for other purposes, but... Do any of you guys have a Bitcoin? God, no. No. Yeah. I have Me some Dogecoin somewhere. <laughs> it's, when I first heard of Bitcoin back way back when it was like $100 a coin, and just the way that everyone was talking about it, I was like, this is something that I think I should never get within 100 yards of. Yeah, I mean, for... This is definitely getting off the subject it in sure terms is. of video games, like, a lot. But to me, Bitcoin sort of, and a lot of the, the, the cryptocurrencies sort of lost the point of what a cryptocurrency is pretty early on. Like, it became another stock. It became another yeah. way to make money. It is The point of it was not to be a cryptocurrency anymore. And yeah. that's sort of where I think... If it were, if like, because when I heard about it, people were talking about it as a way to make money already. And I was like, well, that kind of defeats the point of a cryptocurrency. The cryptocurrency should be what its name suggests, yeah. you know, not just like another stock. So, so at yeah. least there's still the philosophy of the money you put into it, you should expect to never get that back. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's very and true. If, if I'm going to go speculate and a bunch of weird ways to deal with my money i'm gonna stick with the one that's got regulations and stuff thank you yeah understandable <laughs> very very understandable it has insurances and stuff it's uh yep yeah it's a reasonable thing to do well that was your off-topic conversation about bitcoin for this episode because yeah. boy this has been a really slow time of the year maybe it's so some oh sorry no, go ahead. <laughs> i was just gonna say maybe at some point we could talk about like board games because they are tangentially related even if they aren't actual video games yeah we could. Perhaps. Maybe we'll do a board gaming session at some point. That'd be a lot of fun. Yes. We could. I have so many In the meantime, games. we should probably wrap it up. Yeah, we're in the meantime, completely out of things. In the meantime, we're just vamping and being sad about our how slow our lives are and that there's nothing to distract us from the outside world. <laughs> and it's a tough one. Yes. Sorry, peeps, if this is a little bit less interesting than normal. Yeah. But thank you for listening. Thank you for and listening. Yeah. Anyway. Next time. If you have anything interesting you'd like us to talk about, please just send us a message and we'll we'll try and get to it for you. Yes, here are your three imaginary bitcoins as a reward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much Bitcoin. for listening, guys. Wow. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.